0: All right, hello everybody. Welcome to The Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead and I am always happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for joining me. Today it is Monday, November the 1st, 2021 and we are moving closer and closer to the winter months and I figured it would be um, a good time to talk about the return of masculinity especially in light of what's going on current events i think we need more of this and i couldn't have thought of anyone better to bring on than a gentleman who was kind enough to bring me on his podcast recently um, i had posted it to my telegram and social media i hope you caught it his name is tony Rizak, and he has done lots of years of work he's an author speaker men's coach and expert in the area of healthy masculinity And, uh, I just had so much fun talking to him and I thought, let's, I wanted to return the favor, bring him on my platform, pick his brain, get his story, and then talk about what's going on, what we're all facing right now. Uh, but specifically this will be for a lot of men out there, women as well. Um, both men and women, I believe have the forces of femininity and masculinity, you know, inside of them. But uh, for men, we specifically need to put out a call and find a way to heal and find a way to rebuild because our society and our world um, has engaged in a massive attack on masculinity over the past years. And I have a feeling that some of the things we're facing has a lot to do with that. And we'll get into that with my guest. But um, just before I do that. I want to show you his website so you guys know where to go and find him. Let me just do a quick little screen share for you. Uh, here we go. Here we go. So there we go. You can go check it out. It's Tony Rezac. So T-O-N-Y-R-E-Z-A-C.com. And you can see he has his coaching services here. And we'll just... Read a little bit about Tony for those of you who are new to him. He does his own podcast. He does his own work. Uh, He's, as I said before, he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a men's coach and an expert in the area of healthy masculinity. He coaches men from all walks of life who are moving through challenges, transition, or challenging transitions with his workshops and his Life Renewal for Men program. Tony went through the Mankind Project's new warrior training in 2004, and he has led and participated in men's groups ever since. He is known as a compassionate and skilled facilitator and for his commitment to the personal development of men. Tony is the author of the book, Body and Soul, The Essential Handbook for Men, a book of essays about healthy masculinity and finding your life's purpose. I highly recommend you check those out. His latest creation is the Base Camp for Men podcast, and that podcast was created to give men new resources and insights into healthy masculinity and to provide a more uplifting and inspiring narrative. To the men who will listen. So I'm very excited and happy to have Tony with me today. So without further ado, let me bring him in here. There he is. Tony, how you doing brother? Thank you so much for taking time to come and join me today.
1: I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me on. It's always great to connect with you. I really enjoyed our episode we did before. So
0: my pleasure. I had a lot of fun and I could tell by the kind of questions you were asking and the subjects that you were interested in that you're uh, really on a very similar path in a lot of ways, and you see a lot of the same things that I and so many other people out there are seeing right now. And what I love is that you come at it from a foundational perspective of we need to think deeply about these subjects, these types of incidents and events that we're facing now with these pandemics mm-hmm. and the draconian reach of government and the uh, the economy and, oh, my God, so many other things. Uh, they didn't just happen overnight. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a history of, of things that have come together to bring this about. And one of the things that I see that I was mentioning in my intro there was um, there's been an attack on masculinity. And this, of course, comes from the media and the culture and the society starts to pick that up. But um, before we kind of get into the modern uh, aspect of that, what got you interested and set the alarm bells off for you about masculinity? What made it uh, a part of your work and the foundation of your work? And do you see relevance to that in mm. what we're seeing right now? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You know, I was like you, your, your story really resonated, resonated with me in that I was kind of always a seeker. I I was an athlete. I did martial arts. Um, but I was always kind of questioning the narrative and I was really attracted to the wisdom traditions East and West. So I was kind of always cobbling things together. And then I always kind of had an eye on conspiracy theory stuff so there was like david Icke, and you know i had kind of i had an awakening with looking at like something as simple as crop circles when i was young i was like what in the hell are all these things like why don't they talk about what this is something's trying to communicate with us so even something that simple in my young mind i was like starting to go what what is going on there seems to be something behind our reality that is, that is going on that I'm not quite putting my finger on. And then 9-11 happened, and I had a whole bunch of questions about that, the Tower 7 thing. I, I started to really dig down into some rabbit holes and realize, hey, we're not being told the truth, but the media is sort of sending us this message that you can trust us, we've got the official story and, and don't question. And right. so there was a part of me that was sort of looking in that, in that direction while I was doing my inner work Um, and I just, you know, I had a meditation practice. And when I did the Mankind Projects, New Warrior training, it really a lot of things came together for me in that training. I saw that um, you know, I was up to that point sort of living without a a true mission. So in that training and, and through that work, I created a mission that is that I put front and center in my life. So I started to live as a you know from a purpose that was in my heart and connected to the divine and uh and then i realized i sort of had a knack for leading men's groups and men's workshops it sort of came easy from for me because i was an athlete so i was always around the guys and it didn't you know in your intro you said that it's it's you know uh men and women both have masculine traits um i totally agree with you and there's some things i believe that are really really important for men to work on right now specifically men as a as a tribe and i think when i got into that training those trainings um there was there's certain things that men in their personal development it works really well when you're in a in a group of men you can talk freely there's it's almost like men have this canine kind of sensibility that we can be ourselves it's not that we're being different with women or not ourselves but there's certain things that i saw that that came out in in our learning in those groups. That were very available, uh, that weren't in other avenues, and so um, I ended up, you know, sort of putting my my flag in the ground and saying, you know, I'm gonna, you know, lead men's groups really explore this as as a uh, as a life path, and that has kind of given me given me the whole thing, you know, what what I'm doing, what I'm about, and uh, to your point earlier, like I don't see. Men as being more important than women at all. It's just I'm called by the divine to lead men's groups because women need us to show up that way. Women need us to wake up, right? I'm doing the work for the whole tribe by doing men's work because not everybody's doing it. Men for, for a long time, men have you know not necessarily rolled up their sleeves. Uh a lot of men, we we've been given a narrative by society to just work get a good job and make good money get a status job if you can do that um take good care of yourself and that's it there's no there's no sort of pointers towards doing inner work that's going to lead to breakthroughs or transformation or there's no there's not a sort of pointer that what am i doing for the greater good how am i helping the next generation right it's not enough for men just to make good money what are you doing what are you providing for the next generations what are you providing for the tribe of men how are you showing up as a man that's helping the women and children? I think that's, those are the questions I think that, that I think about day to day. And I hope that the work that you and I do and that what we do uh, helps men wake up.
0: That's awesome. And I'm glad you shared that. And so my question would be, cause I ask everybody this, I yeah. keep thinking about it myself is how would you define what it is to be a man? What, what is masculinity to you?
1: Well, that's a really good question i mean to me there's a there's an aspect of being in your heart um there's an aspect of you know we work with the four archetypes in the work i do so that's lover warrior magician and king and if i was to do an assessment of the collective of men i would say that there is a lack of of king and there's a lack of warrior and what i mean by that uh the, the warrior is the archetype or the part of the collective masculinity who puts first things first. We have way too many good men talking all about fantasy football, talking all about these trivial matters. And it's a flabby warrior energy. Now, you and I talk about things that are right to the core of the matter, which is very warrior. But I have a lot of good friends that just they want to talk about football. And they don't want to dig in. And that's that's a flabby warrior. And I think as a collective, we need to set aside some of these trivial things and say, look, that was fine when I was in my 20s. But since I'm more awake and I'm middle age. if I'm not going to put first things first and the care of the planet and its inhabitants first and foremost, then when am I going to do it? What the hell am I waiting for? And the king yeah. right now, the king, I think, and you and I touched on it in our episode, I feel like that is what needs to be reclaimed and when i say king i don't mean a part of the masculine uh uh, psyche that controls everyone not at all i think that's part of what the deep state has done right they've they've controlled the narrative they control the media and so good men have sort of laid back and said well dick cheney's gonna run things or or henry kissinger or, or barack obama or whoever they've got it so i don't really need to activate any sovereignty but slowly but surely our rights and freedoms have been stripped away they're trying to sell this kind of uh, you know totalitarianism that says oh we're going to control you we're going to take away your freedoms you can't do anything and if men aren't going to stand up and say fuck no that is not what's going on you know you your your assertion of your control is awakening the collective king in men that i know including myself so the deep state has some big problems because Men are starting to wake up. Women are starting to wake up to their sovereignty, right? As we reclaim the higher ground and say, we've got better people than you to run things and to create new systems where there was the deep state before we've got this. We've got this. But there has to be this awakening. There has to be this this assertion of like, look, we have to have these kind of wisdom circles. We have to talk things out. We have to awaken this in one another. I think there's a latent power in in the king archetype, in the queen archetype for we the people, and it's 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 been dormant, but it's not dormant anymore. And I think as you and I have conversations to start to tease this out, um, and men start to awaken more of their kind of warrior archetype as well, that's the edge for men. I think I, I think if we can wake up in those quadrants, uh, we're going to be on good footing.
0: That was well stated. I'm glad you brought up the archetypes. Um, that's something we've talked endlessly on the unslaved podcast that I do um, and with Michael Tessarian. And we've talked about that for a long time because we need to understand what the psyche is and what our minds are. And 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 as you said, one of the elements of masculinity is getting into the heart. I mean, traditionally they look at masculinity as the blade, and it Mm -hmm. means the logos, the logic. You know, typically men are drawn to logical arguments uh, men are more interested in things. Women seem to be more interested in people. Um, and you know, I mean, these are all just general categories, but when you zoom past that and you get into the archetypal level of, you know, the fact that we have all of these different archetypes at our disposal that you can. And for those that don't understand what archetypes are, we won't do a whole drawn out thing on it, but, you know, just go look up the term, get into it. It's the idea that there's aspects of yourself that you can connect to and tap into and, and create from, or you can turn it off. It's like, you know, you can, you have the faculty of reason and logic, but you can clearly looking at the world, you can turn it off too. And so the male, the masculine principle is to take action and to seize the day and to, and and women can apply this too. It's, it's, it's a principle. It's the, it's the yin and yang, right? So when we see the world crumbling under these, as you say, the deep state or the, the cabal, the controllers. It's been like this forever. You go back to the Middle Ages. It's, you know, the emperors, the kings, the popes, the monarchs, you know. Um, and humanity seems to be slowly waking up to this idea of sovereignty. It's it's only a recent phenomena that we even are in our civilization, we have a concept of an individual that is awake. Usually it is only with terms of tribe and group and whatnot. And there's a value to that. But to me, the masculine type is somebody that can stand alone, even when the rest of the tribe goes bloody mad and, and can't find its center and can't find its sovereignty and ends up getting on its knees. It's the heroic journey of that person that says, I'm going to follow my inner guide. I'm going to follow what I see to be right. And I'm not just going to go along with what everybody else is pulling me to do. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that we need to remember is, is an individual process first that each and every one of us are called to do in this life so that we're not just slaves, because if we're not able to guide our own destinies and our own lives and take control of our own minds, then someone's going to fill that gap and take over. And that's what big brother has done. Right. So have you seen in your work? I mean, you do, you do trainings and, and counselings and, you know, you try to help bring these concepts to men. Um, have you seen as of late, and I'm curious about this last two year period that we've all been in this weird uh, U-turn that we took and we're in this new dimension of insanity. Uh, do you, have you seen that more men have been reaching out to you? Uh, have you felt like there's a vibe in the air? You were kind of insinuating there's a vibe in the air that people are, men are starting to get it. They're starting to see, yeah, we're getting lied to We're I have been yeah. distracted by the games and the circuses And I need to plant my feet on the ground and I need to take action in my life. And I need to, like, have you seen an increase in that in light of this whole scenario we're living in right now?
1: Absolutely. I think that, and I've seen it in women too. I've seen this kind of awakening to sovereignty in both genders. But for men, um, it, it was a bit shocking. I live in Seattle. It's a very liberal area. And I really thought the men here would, would sort of shrug off the governor's mandates. I thought there would be mass men saying, "No, we're not doing this. This is this is overstepping. This is this is totalitarianism. uh We're not going along with this. This is not constitutional law. Constitutional laws up here, and way down here is government's man, uh, governor's mandates." But I started to see everybody towing the line, and it was really really disturbing to me. I, I got. You know, it freaked me out a bit, to be honest with you, David, because I was like, where is the rebel fight in my male tribe? Why are we right. going along with this bullshit? you got yeah. to be kidding me. Um, and I mean, I've done a bunch of courageous things in my life, but it seemed like the one courageous thing that I was doing during the pandemic was I was just like, look, I'm not I don't believe the mask um, stuff. I don't think it's helping you to cover my face. It seems like a social engineering experiment. So I'm not going to participate in it. I know my constitutional rights as a sovereign being in a free republic. I can breathe fresh air. I don't need to check in with anybody. I certainly don't need to check in with store owners or governors about what I should do with my face. Right. And, you know, I think there's more of that going around now. Um, But we are really the tip of the spear here in liberal uh, Seattle. Like we are I'm seeing a lot more men saying, you know, "We're, we're not doing this. We're not going along with the show. I'm seeing that a lot more places in Europe, they're, they're all over the place, right? They're waking up that whole, that whole tribe over there is on fire. It's starting to happen here in the States. I don't know what it's like where you're at. It's starting to happen, but in some ways we're the last area. We're the last of the liberal enclave where it's just, we have a lot of people that are like, no, it's still, we should still just do the right thing. There's just a little too much virtue signaling which is Mm -hmm. not a masculine trait in my view right right. it's like you've got to be able to think this through for yourself i think um you know to your point earlier there's a particular subset of the masculine tribe that maybe has said look i'm going to trust this this data set but they they're not looking at other data sets that might give them different conclusions about what's actually going on you and I have been blessed. We've been down the rabbit hole. We've looked at it every which way and sideways. So we've come up with a conclusion that really aligns with our values. But a lot of men are are, are still, there's still too many men that are, I, I think my sense with my my friends that I know on the left, they are starting to wake up and they're a little afraid to reach out and say, I think I screwed up. I don't think I had it right last year, right? There's a little pride Because, you know, the left is very proud of their intellect, right? These are all the college grads that I know, right? It's like they're they're smart, quote unquote, people, right? And so they don't want to say, you know what? I think I screwed up. I I think maybe perhaps some of these people I've been listening to that are on the right may have something in a different data set that I can look at and maybe make a different conclusion. Maybe I shouldn't be so quick to say, I know what the answers are. I know... I know what this is based on me listening to the mainstream media or to Fauci or to social media. That's, that's affirming your biases. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I've been trying to get people out of the mindset of, of the fact that any of this in reality, I mean, this is the way it's projected, but the reality is this isn't a political issue. This is a human issue. And, um, the, the media is trying to paint anybody like us, that are advocating for freedom, for masculinity, for, you know, uh, seeking truth, freedom, justice, all these things. We're somehow right wing. We're somehow on this right political spectrum. That is this evil authoritarian, racist, bigoted, homophobic thing that they, so they've created these baskets and then they've done the same to the left as well. I mean, I've got no problem with classic liberal ideas, classic, we're going way back here. Okay. Classic where it is actually about calling out big, big government. Big business, pointing it out, you know, fighting for the little guy, making sure those boundaries aren't too rigid, you know, so there's a, there's a role, um, but what's, they have flipped it. And, um, and so he, people are confused. So one of the ways they keep people away from seeking alternative perspectives of things is by putting things in political boxes and saying, Oh, don't go down the spooky right wing rabbit hole, conspiracy theorists. Don't go to those places. It's like, no, no, we're just normal people that recognize history psychology and we can see what the hell's really going on at least to a certain degree and it comes from all political backgrounds and all different kinds of people so i think the fact that we're here talking about masculinity it makes it more real because it's masculinity is this principle of having the ability to stand against the crowd and stand Mm -hmm. against uh, the influence that tells you exactly what you said which is you know, you can trust, just trust blindly, big brother, they'll take care of you. And you got to start asking, why are people wanting, what's the desire that they have to trust blindly these the big brother state and this mm-hmm. deep state. And it's because they have no inner constitution. They have no mm-hmm. inner foundation. At least this is where I come from is they don't, yeah. they haven't been raised with these strong principles that would have kept them strong throughout this storm and would have said, made them go, no, no, no. Just for the principle that they're trying to force me to do something, I don't care if this vaccine or whatever is made out of ponies and rainbows. Uh, if if they're forcing me to do it, I got to question it. Uh, that To me, that's a stance where you're asserting your freedom and your sovereignty, mm-hmm. which to me is a masculine act. So Absolutely. for so many men to have switched it off, there's been decades of conditioning. And that's mm-hmm. where I try to tell people, it's not just your fault. We're not here... As much as sometimes I get frustrated seeing people still buying into the lies, I'm not here with the spirit of saying, it's your fault, you're an idiot, you're this and that. It's, no, we've been subject to decades of conditioning and brainwashing and social engineering, and now we're watching the product of that. We're watching what's happening. So that's why I love your work and what your mission is, is because you're trying to help correct that and, and remind, especially men, speaking to men and saying, hey, Remember those old warriors? Remember those old kings? What it meant to be a real king, Uh, a king of your life? Remember what it was to have a spine and stand up for what you believe in instead of always just be, well, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to piss off my neighbors. I don't want to piss off my boss. Like a true masculine warrior king type male doesn't give two shits what anybody thinks or says or what it's, Mm -hmm. I'm living in the truth. I'm standing for it. And the universe provides, and I don't live my life in fear. Yeah. and uh that's the spirit that i think needs to return. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, i think i think you're right on. I mean, women and children want strong men. They just do. It makes Oh yeah, they do. it 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 brings something to the equation that's not there if the if the man is is waffling or he's weak or he's not clear in his mission. Um and yeah, it's it's uh what were you you were just saying something there um uh i lost my train of thought about that. Um
0: we're just talking about the return of, of the ability to stand up to that peer pressure, right? Cause look at men, yeah. right? I, sp- I speak to guys that are on the construction yeah. site. They're like big, strong dudes. They're all, you know, what you would call a, a masculine sure. male, but yet they are all acting like betas right now because they're just sitting there going, well, my wife and then my grandmother is telling me I got to do it. Yeah. And then my yeah, boss yeah, yeah. told me I'll lose my job. And you go, well, what happened to the spirit of the pioneer that says, well, fine. Yeah. Fire me, I'll go find something else to do. Like I'm not gonna bend the knee to you, tyrants. But they're still in that, it's weird. It's like there's a a hot and cold setting or something. And I don't know. I'm rambling.
1: They're still still looking for like the approval or they they want it both ways. They they don't they don't want to stand in their sovereignty and their strength. Um, or they have an exterior that looks that way, but they're not really in alignment with their mission. I think, I think part of it with men too is are you, the question is, are you connected to some sort of mission that resonates, that's got resonance with your heart and your soul? I, I see that missing a lot. And I think it, it, it gives men, it, it presents men with a problem where they are not coming from their deepest truth. I know a lot of good men. When I say good men, I mean, they're kind hearted. They do the right thing. They treat women and children well. They provide well for their families. But what they don't have is what you're speaking of they don't have that fierce kind of don't fuck with my truth like my truth is my truth like that is it may not be your truth might not even be something that your wife wants to hear every time right i mean i know yeah, for my yeah. wife she doesn't always want she's like god dang it with you and your you know you're that fierce like you're in your purpose and it because it, it could be uncomfortable right it's a you don't apologize Um, it's not an ego thing. That's the other thing. It's not like, oh, I'm an alpha male and I'm throwing my fucking weight around. It's not like that. It's like I'm connected to something that's larger than me and I'm speaking on its behalf and it's connected to we the people. It's connected to men. It's connected to where we're going and how we care for the planet and what's happening here. And it's very connected to the narrative. It's what I'm saying with it is men need to wake up and participate in the narrative that's happening and stop taking the narrative that they're trying to force down your down your throat that's mm-hmm. where i see weakness in men is they just keep like to your point the the construction worker that's like well i can't take off my mask at the store people would think i'm an asshole. it's like well take off your mask if it's your truth like stop being such a pussy about it like it's yeah. if that's your truth that's your truth and and i think that for men that kind of extra gear of like have you done the work to connect to a purpose that resonates with you, where you just know that is my mission. I'm here for X. I'm gonna, I'm gonna contribute this way to the awakening of my tribe. I'm gonna assist in this way, even if it's some small way, to awaken and to help alleviate the suffering, to bring something that's that's coming, right? Are you adding to the elevation of our tribe right now? I think that's the big question. And you don't have to be somebody that does a podcast. You don't have to be somebody that coaches Or as a thought leader does books or whatever just to to connect with your your deepest purpose and bring that it might just be random acts of kindness maybe you you're called to build a house or houses for somebody that needs it like every man's going to have his calling but to not get connected to your purpose you're not really going to know you're just working and trying to treat the wife good it's just it does it's not good enough it comes it's kind of shallow like men can go deeper in my 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 coaching is that they understand, yes, I can go deeper than I've been going with fantasy football and just making money. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And I get the, I get the attraction, everybody, the men have to the sports world and everything else. It's become an outlet, right? It's like, uh, because we don't physically engage in that kind of life anymore uh, for the most part. Um, there's an attraction that men have to action and, and, and the, and the logic of it and the strategy and the sport of it. And there's an excitement to it and I get it, but here's the issue. The real ball game that's Mm -hmm. happening is happening in the geopolitical world. And also it's happening in your own psyche, right? So, um, you know, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with having a love for sports or doing whatever, but, um, we've done so much of that. That now the whole place is burning down and now everybody's like, what happened? What if they're coming after my freedoms now and they're going to take my kids from me and they're going to do my job? And I'm I'm like, you're surprised. You just got to start paying attention. And so I'm not trying to blame anybody or or critique anybody because I'm blind too to so many things. I'm still learning. You're still learning, Tony. We talked about this. But at the same time, there's an immediate and urgent need for the return of men to find their masculinity and women as well. And I'm actually, there's, I'm very proud to see how many uh, female voices have risen up with a masculine vibe of taking the charge and getting on a stage with a mic and saying, we're not taking this anymore. We're not complying with tyranny. You're not, it's like the mama bear instinct has been woken up. And so I've been saying, well, if, if we had this, if we had the premise of women supporting men becoming the men that they should be and what they want to be deep down inside. Mm -hmm. um, You would have a different dynamic, but they knew this, these social engineers knew that if they were going to come in and take America down or take the West down, Mm -hmm. they had to destroy that pillar of a strong relationship between the masculine and the feminine in the home, between the wife and the man and the, and the husband and to take down the family unit in general because they don't want you to be independent. I mean, look at Klaus Schwab saying you're going to rent everything, and you're just—we're just going to—we're going to own it all and take it. It's like basically modern-day feudalism. And you're going well. Our ancestors rose up and fought these bastards numerous times against all odds, outnumbered, outgunned, outmanned, and still ended up pulling out some major wins because oh, that spirit was alive and well back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's extremes. There's definitely some things from the past we need to shed and evolve, but there's also lessons from the past that I think we need to resurrect and bring back for men, but maybe in a more modern context of here's what you can do now. So would yeah. that, would that really describe the work you're trying to do with these courses and the podcast is try to tell men, Hey, I got good news. We've, yeah. there's a way, there's a way to reconnect with your soul and who you really are
1: absolutely i mean i think it would be difficult to create a mission right now and not have it address all the stuff that you just mentioned right the world is on fire the world is burning right now and we're in a battle we're in a real spiritual battle and right. how and where we where we put our energy right now is important and and to your point earlier i'm, I'm a huge sports fan myself i'm my point was that that can't be the only thing that you're going to be talking about right now with everything that's going on right
0: yeah exactly
1: and and also you know we my wife and i my wife is a total warrior total sovereign awakened queen warrior right and we go to these some of these protests where we're trying to make some some changes you know and, and raise the awareness here it's dominantly women right there's not a lot of men That's and so the men are maybe the men are at work and they've got better things to do but some of this is on the weekends and so i'm seeing women leading as they often do, right? These these moms that are pissed off about school mandates and, and vaccine mandates, they're pissed off and they're down there, you know, being warriors and speaking their truth, having people, you know, honk at them and and give them the finger and all the stuff that happens. And there's not enough men. And I just think that, you know, it's not to turn every man into an activist. That's not my point. It's that if you're connected to a mission, if if what is happening right now is bothering you, If you're noticing things are going, this is not good. I don't like what I'm seeing. What can I do to help? That question will bring you sometimes out into waving a sign or or doing work or getting involved in politics at the grassroots level and see, can I get some people in here that share my values? I think there's a grassroots right now of, of family values, patriot values, constitution over all this other BS there's a grassroots and it's an upswelling and we don't see it as much in my area of the country but I can sure see it on telegram all over the place that people are waking up they're 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 coming out of their shells and they're saying you know we want strong men we want strong women we want strong families we want country and god we don't want all this um cultural marxism we don't want all this divide and conquer and oh there's you know endless genders it's like no there's not there's you're arguing with nature there's two genders you could dice and slice however you want but there's men and women in every you know that's just the way nature creates they create two polarities and that's how we do it too and so um you know but they're at the public schools here banging away at all this nonsense and trying to teach racism to kids to be ashamed of your skin if you're a particular skin color I mean, I'm not down yes. with any of that. So I've I've sided with and and I used to be a total traditional liberal for 30 years. I lived in New York City. And, you know, you talked about this at the top of the show. I was it was the it was the side that was tolerant. I was to, I like all people. I don't care what your skin color is, your sexual right. orientation. Right. I'm, I'm very live and let live, you know. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've seen that the left has gotten more radical and they did kind of a dupe. They, they, they did a bait and switch with the left and said, hopefully they won't notice that we're driving this communism, we're driving this this cultural Marxism at their kids. And hopefully they won't notice it until it's too late. Well, we're waking up and we noticed, you know, oh, this is what they're trying to do. It's, it's very transparent. And, uh, you know, it's time to sort of uh, be strong in our values and, and not question, you know, uh, uh, traditional values, if that's if that's what your thing is. Um, then you need to stand in it and be a voice for it not be afraid not be ashamed and not hide right now i think hiding and being quiet right now is not the is not the power move
0: absolutely yeah that's you brought up so many interesting things there um one thing i wanted to ask you is do you think have in, in your discussion with men and i've seen yeah. this in men that i've sp- spoken to and i feel this myself but let me know what what you feel yeah. there's a bit of a well, F you then kind of vibe with men right now, where they're like, well, we were bashed over the head by all this extreme radical feminism and and all this stuff going through and men are bad and toxic masculinity and Gillette commercials and all. So, and, and now, uh, you know, yeah, you've got enemies at the gates. So, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you're going to get what you deserve and, you know, why don't you come beg us to to wake up and help? You know, there's this, almost this feeling of like a there's an animosity, a vindictive part of it that's – and I can I get it because, you know, you feel pissed. You're like, yeah, society slapped you across the face, kicked you to the curb, shouted you into the corner, demoted you, and now, uh, you know, they're expecting you to just return and there's this sort of – there's this vibe out there that can also be too too much where they're saying – yeah, well, you hear all these people saying, where's all the men? Where's all the men? You know, I've said mm-hmm. it because I'm asking the question, but I'm starting to think, well, yeah, where are they? Well, they didn't really – they didn't necessarily go away. They're just going, incentivize me to come and save your civilization, incentivize me to come and save you after you guys just spat in my face for two decades. And, and, you know, and now I'm, I'm, and now men are depressed more than ever before. Suicide rates are in men are skyrocketing compared Mm -hmm. to suicide rates in women. Um, and you know, you just start thinking there's something else going on that there's an embitterment that's there. Mm -hmm. And so my question is, although understandable, We don't want to go to the extremes of just, well, then we're just going to leave and we're not going to be with women and we're going to leave society and we're just going to pull back and we're not going to defend the gates. Um, How do we, how do we bridge that gap and help heal that? Because we need to inspire men to return.
1: Absolutely. I I think there is that a bit, there is that bitterness a little that I can see. I can see it in myself, uh, a shadow of it. I can see it in the men I talk about or talk to, but we need to the the warrior part of us is tougher than that the warrior part of us can be called names can be forgotten at the gates as we guarded the gates uh that's not that is not i do not need a ticker tape parade for my service to humanity right now right um and so there's a there's a humility of um as the archetypal warrior i'm willing to to take the arrows, even when they're saying we don't need men, we don't certainly don't need white men, and we certainly don't need middle-aged white men. You guys had your chance, uh blah blah blah. That's okay. That's that's I understand that sentiment. I understand where that's coming from. It's coming right. from a, a a traumatic kind of wounded place. I have those in myself as well, so I can connect to the wounded part of me and say I I I want to blame others and I want to say this person's not you know uh, in the relevant conversation, whatever the case may be, but. The warrior part of us can take it and and we're thick skinned in terms of, you know, arrows being sh- you know shot at us and said, you know, you guys are not relevant. And what I spoke up earlier, the king, the, the emergence of the inner king and the collective king is going to be the edge. It's going to be, I think, the legacy of the men that are right now alive and maybe even generations moving back. I have a young son that's 14. It's maybe part of his work to continue to activate the inner king maybe my grandchildren that aren't born yet it, this we're starting a conversation that will hopefully ripple into future generations that will give the men uh, a platform um, a, a, a compass mentors um and where we really see our younger men as our legacy not competition i spoke about this a little bit in my book there's a tendency in men to look at the younger man and say oh god he's you know he's he's getting all the girls he's making the money he's got a job at google you know there's just like envy rather than me see younger man as, as an older man is that's my legacy i want to bless them i want them to thrive i want them to be in mission i want them to know about what the awakening of the king means for them i want their voice inside of the wisdom circles so we can get all generations because each generation has something that the others don't right you're you're where you're at. You're going to add something to a wisdom circle that I'm not going to add to it because I haven't walked in your shoes. I haven't done the martial arts you've done and I haven't had the conversations you've had. Right. So you're bringing something that's in the heart and in the soul that is essential. And that's true for each man. Right. So yeah, you're doing the
0: same in your own right. You're, you're adding your unique flavor out there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think that we don't really, it's not that there's not resentment there but we can't spend a whole lot of time processing that because it just doesn't need to be processed. It's okay to say, God, they don't want anything to do with us. Like, that's fine. That's, that's one sentence, one sentiment. Let's move past that into conversations that are going to elevate this. And that's, what's really, that's, what's really essential right now.
0: I'm glad you said it. And I, am really glad we can speak to this because you know, I feel this sometimes in myself, I get it. Um, I, I even feel it sometimes. As somebody that does public work and tries to bring on guests, and I labor and I put my soul into this work, mm. only to be getting nasty emails and deplatformed <laughs> and constantly kicked around, and then so it challenges your my own masculinity and says, "Yeah, but I'm still. I don't care if I get if I'm the last man standing. I don't yeah. care if all the arrows are shot at me. We'll just have to fight in the shade, right? Like in yeah. uh, 300. Exactly. You know, you 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 have to have that resilience. Maybe it's the resilience that has been killed." And there's a lot of reasons. I mean, men are, look at all the drugging of our society. Look at the sedation. We have a sedated man now. We don't have those warrior kings uh, in, in, in around us. The, they're there, but they're not as, as activated as they may be used to. And so we need to sort of, in my opinion, with that question, we need to bury that hatchet for the time being and save our civilization for, because it's the right thing to do even if you're getting spit on by the people you're trying to save it's like they just don't know what they're doing they're they're ignorant they're under a spell they they've been brainwashed they're they have no inner constitution and no inner strength so don't if you have the inner constitution and the inner strength then you are empowered to do the right thing they are not that is not their role they are not there yet so don't let their judgment that's being cast on you dampen your own connection to your own inner sovereignty and your own inner masculinity um when men rose up, when 16 and 17 year old boys stormed the beaches in Normandy, where there was like a 96% death rate, uh, or Vietnam, where you had it was 16 minutes, was the average survival of the average um, US military trooper going into Vietnam uh on some of those hot zones. And you sit and then even going back into history, you know, the Spartans, the you know, the samurai, the whole thing, and you go, well. There has always been few strong, brave, freedom-empowered men that have risen up and fought off kings, emperors, popes, you know, warlords, um, and it's always been because it was it was for survival, hundred percent. But there was mm-hmm. a code of ethics that was there that surpassed all of this petty stuff that we're getting brought into. And in fact, if I really were to critique that feeling that even I have, and I can empathize with uh, this resentment and fine, I'm just going to go hide in the woods and you guys let's have the biggest, I told you so of all time. And then you can come crying to me and beg for forgiveness. When you feel that I sit there and I go, that's a beta move. Mm -hmm. That's a beta. That's beta thinking in in that, in the truest sense of saying, I'm going to abdicate my responsibility because I let other people win in the battlefield of my mind. If you're a true sovereign empowered male uh, or masculine type, you act to the good and the right, regardless of what's happening around you. But that's just how I feel. That's what I'm trying to aspire to, at least. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. No, that's really well said. I think that, um, we have to, we have to brush aside some of the wounds that we've had of being ignored or, you know, I, I was kicked off Twitter, uh, with no warning simply because I was questioning the vaccine. Like I did an episode, I tried to hide the title so they wouldn't you know the algorithm wouldn't find me and say get rid of him. You know, um, but it was just simply questioning what was going on. I was just questioning the narrative. That's all I was doing. Just having a conversation with a doctor, and and flush down the toilet. But I took it as kind of a badge of honor in a way. Like um, I'm joined with a lot of people that have been censored. These are some of the best voices and the truth tellers of our time. All these citizen yeah. journalists.
0: You're a Badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's and so I was like, you know, that's that's not such a bad thing. Um. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. Time when you brought up the the war thing, it's it's a little bit ironic to me that my generation, unless you volunteered to go to Af, uh, you know, to Iraq, you know, we we didn't get drafted. um And it would be easy to say, well, I didn't. There was no major conflict in my lifetime that was like a World War II, but here we find ourselves in a spiritual battle that is taking all your resources to manage and navigate and to find the strength and your own sovereignty and to help one another i mean we're helping one another up get up and keep your sovereignty get up and keep your truth don't get bent over i have good friends that are that are connected to this conversation and they will send me these dystopian videos of how everything's gone. It's, we're losing the battle. Right. And I have to tell them we're not losing. We will not lose this. There is, we're not, the deep state is on the ropes. All signs point to that happening. They are flailing. They're still a little dangerous, but not as much. We've got this. I think, I do believe there's contingency government. I do, I do follow the devolution with Patel Patriot. If if your listeners haven't listened to that, I would get your nose in there because it's going to help you kind of settle into what's about to happen in the in the coming months and and it is it has been a spiritual war but it's also been a geopolitical war with a lot of you know white hats black hats uh, an old creaky corrupt you know a uh, very sinister dark cabal a crime syndicate that's been running things for as long as anybody can remember yeah. and um and we're seeing that being dismantled before our very eyes, so it's super exciting, but that doesn't mean we don't have work to do. And to the point that we were making earlier, the work we have to do is, they've been running things for a long time. That means we the people have not really been making the choices about where are we gonna go with this? How are we gonna interact with the planet? What are we gonna do with the resources? Uh, Is there free energy? Oh, there is, they've been hiding that. Let's get that on the table. How do we start to integrate all these different things, right? That's all gonna have to be done in the next, you know, a couple hundred years, let's say, right? But it's going to be happening rapidly. And I think right now we're in conversations that are impacting how that may unfold in the coming weeks and months.
0: Yeah, well said. And and it also gives men hope and, and women mm-hmm. too. It gives us hope that um, regardless of how people see the whole behind the scenes war that's happening, as I know what's happening, everybody has their way of looking at it, but however they see it, we need to focus also on the winning that inner struggle that we're all facing Mm. as we see this and try to bring the best to it. And so there is uh, a lot of glory to be had in this time. This is the time to stand up in your masculinity and become the man that you were born to be. Uh, This is the time to act with courage basically is what I'm trying to say. And it will be rewarded because as you said, I see the same thing here in Canada, everywhere else that I'm looking at. I know it seems dire. There's a lot of people out there that are, uh, almost hopelessly entrapped in this doom and gloom paradigm where there's no hope. It, they, there's, you, I'm sure you get that a lot where every sure. time you're trying to give people good news, that's where you the most of your trolls are going to come. It's yep. as if people have become, and I feel it, I get a lot more from men than, than women. I get this, yep. this sort of response of, oh, you guys are just buying in a bunch of bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And it's just this thing. And I get that, but um, I feel like that's because there's that inner hope has been taken from them already. So they can't even see anything that's positive. Yeah. And um, so bringing that information, I think, can help and getting around like minded men. That's why it's good. You do the groups that you do and, uh, you know, help to, to bring them back and show them, hey, th- you do have a choice. Uh, you don't have to be stuck in some corner somewhere in silence. You can come out. This is the time to come out and, and he- let your voice be heard and be a leader. So that's what I try to say is there are the people who accept the world as it is and feel as though they are victims in that world, right? Which is the dominant Mm -hmm. idea. And then there are those that see the world as it is and also have a vision of a better world, at least in some areas. And then they work to improve even a little bit, just improve. They're the improvers of society. And I feel like that's a role that uh, these men that have been so shattered could take up is Instead of looking at everything as hopeless and waiting for saviors and waiting for people to come and do it for you, get active with what you can get active with. Not everybody, like you said, can do some big project, but what can you do in your own family, in your own life? What little thing can you do to feel proactive? I feel like that's something that's helped me anytime I started feeling depressed or or anxiety was taken over or whatever, was that when I got proactive and I started applying myself even to something small, I felt like I was progressing and that helped boost me and then that just grows and grows and grows is that an element that you try to weave into your work and into your message as well which is um trying to help men get proactive again instead of reactive to everything
1: absolutely absolutely you know i i think there was a point that you see with men where they have kind of been conditioned not to care about the world there's like this group mm, almost point. resignation mm. um and cynicism you hear oh you can't change anything oh that's right this collective victim that is in the male tribe of well i'm just gonna you know i'm a tough guy you know i can kick the crap out of you in a fight right or whatever the guy but i don't really i don't really want to put my heart on my sleeve and say i'm i really care about what's going on and it's concerning me there's like this there's like this uh i don't want to say like a standoffishness but uh it's not cool for men to say, I care, I'm in. My chips are in on the world and we the people. I'm totally in. I'm in the battle with you, right? That's a very masculine thing to say is I'm in this with you. Uh, you can count on me. I'm in the fight all the way, man. It's, you know, I'm in the trenches. I'm doing it, right? It's not so masculine to act up and say, I, I don't care. You know, that's not, I don't know about that. You know, right. it's like, well, you know, it, it's right there, you know, and I just think it comes from a real, some kind of woundedness that men have had, like, you know, we were when we were little boys, maybe we really thought everything was going to be great. It was all going to unfold in this magical way. And then you, you grow into a man. You're like, oh, my God, it is, you know, it's a tough world and it's not, you know, there, there's corruption in high places and treason and who's leading this. It doesn't seem like anybody that I connect with as a as a strong man is leading our tribe. It's all these pretenders that seem to be minions of some king that I don't even know who it is, but I don't agree with his his principles and what he's doing right? right and so and so to your point like with the men you have to be in action right it it's not it's not good enough to create an abstract purpose that you never take action on it should scare you when you create a life mission and it should scare you mine scares me still a little bit when i say it right yeah it, it's because yeah. it's out on my edge it's like putting my feet to the fire and say are you going to be a man that walks the talk it's not good enough to have an affirmation that says you're going to stand for this and this you have to you have to act out you have to act from that mission or it's just a bunch of pretty words and who cares right it's, that's
0: a good point to sort of jump on that that's important yeah. what you're saying there about being true to your word yeah. that to me is so important because mm-hmm. and that's gone i was just talking to a friend of mine who's a contractor and he yeah. can't he can't believe how honor is gone in the trades, in so many trades. Like, you, you're getting, he's getting screwed. He's got people that owe him like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. He's built like six houses and they're still not paying him and they're dodging him. And he's like, these, these guys, it's weird how there's no more honor left. And one thing that I know as a man and as a human is that I always have felt like absolute crap and changed the whole image I had of myself anytime I broke my word, anytime yeah. I said something. And then I couldn't follow up on it. I was, especially when it wasn't because just the weather happened, but when I was too weak to follow up on it or something I did where I abnegated my responsibility, I felt so much shame for that. It adds up over time. If you don't ever address and fix that, what really empowered me was learning how to be true with the word that I gave and being able to back it up. That trust that you have with yourself is absolutely essential. And I felt like that became a pillar upon which I could build some confidence in myself and some knowledge in myself so that I wouldn't be blown around by everybody's opinions and what everybody else was doing. Because I could anchor back on the fact that, well, hey, all these people can crumble around me, but I stay true to my word that I am not going to bend the knee, that I am going to keep getting up. And even when I don't feel like doing this show or don't feel like doing my editing or don't feel like doing my work, I'm like, no, I'm holding myself to a standard and I'm going to deliver on it. And if I let myself down, I'm not going to have a self left to do anything with so is that a big thing is being true to your word
1: yeah it, it sounds it sounds like a small thing right to be true to your word but it's actually huge it makes a huge impact we do this little thing in in my men's group so we do rounds you know that represent the archetype so we do a lover round warrior round magician round and king round warrior rounds really all about keeping your word so if you do a stretch in the group let's say you said i'm gonna exercise uh uh four times a week and you put it in the the group the container and you say that's what i'm 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 giving you my word i'm doing that now men will come back sometimes they keep their word and sometimes they don't when they don't there's a process we do and it's not to shame them because they're already feeling ashamed they're limping back into the group and saying i didn't keep my word in the warrior round i gave my word and i didn't keep it But it's just this teaching piece where they start to understand, look, if you break your word on your workout here with the men, you don't believe your word. So when you give your word to your wife, you don't believe it. When you go to start your business, your word's not good in your eyes. It's not that other people don't believe you. You don't believe your own word anymore. That is a big issue with men. So you have to restore the integrity. We have a process where they restore their integrity, right? And you usually don't have to do it very often. When a man breaks his word once or twice in those groups over time, you don't see it as much anymore because he, shame has taught him himself. Nobody shamed him. Nobody said shame on you for breaking your word. Cause I've broken my word. I've been in yeah. that hot seat and gone crap. Yep. I feel like a weakling. Right. But the facilitators that facilitated me said, it's not about shaming you. You need to strengthen your word because what you're going to do in the world is going to require you to have impeccable integrity. You need to have the strength of knowing when you say something, it's going to happen. That will make all the difference in the world. So I took that teaching and then I teach it to the other men. It sounds like a tiny piece. Like, what's the big deal? You know, I said I was going to work out four times. I didn't. What's the big deal? It's like the the, the repercussions of that pattern need to be understood so that when a man gives his word, it's like the word of a king. He's like, nope, this is what's going to happen. This is where we're going to go. I've got this project handled. I'm, I'm going to make sure that's, that's happening. You know, I'm, I'm a voice over here. That's going to be where I assert myself. All those things. It's, it adds up as you, as you strengthen your word, suddenly it reverberates people start to follow you more or or listen to you more as somebody that tells the truth because your word has power.
0: And you'll feel better about yourself. That's oh, what man. I guess. And then that's oh, the, those are the moments I draw on. Yeah. where I I know I can stand in my sovereignty and my when I want to walk in a store without a mask or I want to do something I stand in my freedom and I know look I know that the people leading positions of power in the media and the government right now they are not keeping their word okay so the people that are listening to these edicts are listening to people who cannot keep their word so right. the only thing and I can't force everybody out there to keep their word but I can do it for myself. And if I know I'm doing it, then I know I'm in the right because I made a promise to myself, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I felt like that's a really, really powerful thing to help is, and just start with little things, make a little promise to yourself. If you don't, if you miss a workout or you do something, don't beat yourself up, but let yourself feel, well, what was it? Why did I really miss that workout? I know it's something small, but you know, it's good to start small and then, and then analyze it and become an observer of yourself. And then that way you're not judging yourself, but you are trying to improve where you're, you've got weaknesses, right? And we yeah. all have them. I'm not perfect, man. Nobody yeah. is. But we have to – I feel like people – we need to have a goal to strive towards. Otherwise, what are we doing? We're going in circles, right? Yeah. So, Tony, man, this has been, This has gone by. My God, we're already at an hour. Right. Um, is there any parting thoughts that you would have uh, specifically for men – um, to encourage them and then tell people about what you got coming up, any workshops, any good shows, any good interviews that you've done recently you want people to listen to. Uh tell people a little about that in closing.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me on, David. It's always a pleasure to be in these conversations with you. I love, I love that I love your angle. I love your heart, your truth. It really resonates with me. I feel like you're a total warrior brother. Um, I've thanks, got, man. you know, Base Camp for Men. You can find that on uh on Apple Podcast, Spotify. It's kind of where All people listen to all their podcasts at um you know i've really i've got some good i've got paul dunyan coming on the show he's a a author and a mystic really good guy i love episodes it will be his third time on and you know i'm i'm starting to work with my spiritual teacher on doing a uh awakening the mythic king workshop that we're going to do in person but also i want to start to have that be maybe a little bit more of our focus as we do our men's groups and and start to put that out into the world that hey come join us add your voice to the awakening of the king i think that's going to be a good direction um right now i have coaching for men if any man's feeling stuck or feeling like you know i could use a a jolt of of inspiration or i could use some upliftment i use the the archetypes the the four archetypes of the mature masculine and the hero's journey as a way to kind of map out for men because a lot of men it's it's funny david that meant a lot of men don't understand or don't feel that they're very courageous if they've lived ordinary lives they can feel like well david whitehead of course he's courageous but i'm you know i work i work as a teacher and you know i haven't done that many courageous things but the work that we do is really about uncovering where you have been courageous and building on it because every man has been courageous it's funny i talked to some men and like i haven't done anything courageous then you come to find out he was you know he's quit drinking or quit drugging. You know, he, he set aside an addiction. He made amends with a brother that he hadn't spoken to in 20 years. He, you know, he went into therapy to save his marriage. I'm like, these are all in, immensely courageous acts. And so I think men as a whole need to be reminded that we're a courageous, we're a courageous tribe. We're the male aspect of a very courageous human tribe. And to be reminded of that in a, in a short program is kind of what it's about and then giving men a whole bunch of new tools and resources so they can build a mission and build a purpose that they can go, hey, this is where I'm going to live my life for the next you know, decade, five decades, whatever they got coming up. So, yeah,
0: that's brilliant. I love that. And I recommend it. Well, guys, you got to go check out Tony's work, check out his podcast. Um, I'll also link in the podcast that he and I did. We had an awesome conversation. This has been the second one. And Tony, I hope it's not the last And I just also want to echo what you're saying and encourage uh, the men that are listening right now that uh, you have no idea the potential that lies inside you until you tap into it, until you face your fears, until you go into it and you exercise it and bring it out and actualize it into this world. This world needs you now more than ever. Um, And don't worry, you will be reinstated into that place that you deserve to be. But uh, we have a lot of work to do to get there. So uh, thank you so much, Tony. I got a lot out of this. I know people in the chat did and we'll definitely have to do it again soon.
1: Thank you, David. Appreciate being here. Take care.
0: Absolutely. All right. See you later, man. Yep. I'll just give a quick, uh, a few quick announcements uh, before we go. I've got a busy week of podcasts here coming up. I've got on Wednesday, I'm going to be bringing Christopher James on. Great Canadian, brilliant knowledge in terms of the law, what's going on with the pandemic. He's also doing a lot of organizing with uh, police and, and and doctors and nurses that are all resisting this tyranny right now. Uh, so I want to have him on and uh, I can't wait for that. So Wednesday, we're doing it at 4 p.m. So an hour later than normal, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern here on Truth Warrior. So check that out. Make sure to follow my telegram so you can get the updates. And then on Friday, I'm going to be bringing on a lovely, brave, courageous woman, who I've had, I had a, I think a four-hour conversation with the other day. She's from Alberta, and she is a, uh, she's over thirty years uh, veteran as a paramedic, and she has found the courage to come and speak out and tell you what she knows about what really went down. And she's just an amazing person, and I've got, she's got a lot of good stuff to share. So we'll have her come on on Friday, and so yeah, we're doing three shows this week. So stay tuned here on Truth Warrior. And I'll catch everybody next time. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.